Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! What's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show. It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 401, recorded from the Defont Leroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, in sunny southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my co host and my cousin, Mike, down in Florida. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing well, parts. What's new? I got my computer fixed. Very nice. So we got the uh, the the nice mic back. You got the full screen going. After the panic, good. I I realized that um, I didn't put all of my Disney videos up in the cloud. So I've been doing that over the past couple nights, and there oh, is yeah, a lot of material. Oh, that's good because you you haven't been able to really do any of the YouTube stuff because because they're all on had, my computer they're all on the hard drive, and now you're getting them on on the cloud so that you can access them from any device at this just point. in case right parts can't go wrong with that it's a smart move speaking of our youtube channel you can go to youtube.com search for wdw beyond the gates and subscribe to our channel you have anything what, what's like going to be your re-entry into the youtube game here now that you got your yeah, computer back Do you have any i don't ideas? know i think i might go Toward like some of our favorite Christmas resorts and maybe that's what I was going to say. You got uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge because you must have some there. Christmas material up there. I would think stuff from last year when you were up there. You have any plans going back before the end of the year up to property? Uh, we're looking at going up there for Christmas Eve. Staying or just no, going up no, day? no. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. I, told right? you I can't yeah. afford it. Yeah, and you don't. You're not looking because you, for you guys staying in like a VRBO isn't worth it because usually with like a pet cleaning fee, that's yeah, I got to pay the pet fee, so 250 it's, bucks. It's got to be at least a few days. Yeah. To make it worth it, you got to go three, four days. Otherwise you're just getting, uh, the, the, the hope, the hope was Fort wilderness, but there's nothing available. And even that, I imagine the cabins are probably double what you paid last year. Oh yeah. It's a lot, four, five, six hundred bucks. What'd you pay last year? Like two fifty? Yeah, it was either high high twos or low, low threes. Three. Which is still a lot, but for a cabin and being able to bring Rody with you, that's a good deal. For you guys. Because it saves you on the pet side. Oh yeah. It's just the place is so nice. And plus you love it there now. I know it's not your favorite resort, but is that like your favorite resort stay experience now? Because being able to bring Rody. Oh yeah, I just I love and having those the cabins. room, the extra room in the cabin. Oh, and just yeah, being you able brought to the little Christmas nice tree walks. with you. Yeah. yeah, didn't you love that video? That was cool. Because you had that. That is up on the YouTube channel. If I oh, it, it yeah. surely is. It's it's really cool having like how many people do it, and then you guys like brought up a couple things to decorate. Even though you're only there for what two nights, I think. Yeah, we put the light. We put the lights out on the deck. Just makes a big like a little difference when you come back and you got a little something going on. I would think. Absolutely. So you said you had a story to tell. Oh, so Larry's out there playing today. Today was a stag golf. day. Yeah. So the stag day means all the uh, the uh, under uh, the hobos that only are summer members they can come back and play. Is that right? Uh, yeah, and all guests. All guests. Sure. It's okay. more for guests. They're trying to attract the club. For potential guests, but we're closed now because golf is on steroids. Right. Um. So we brought new fill out. So a lot of people just you know if they if their buddies are in town or a lot of people like do a, a you know come down like you come down in January, 
Right, because you, you have to be playing the stag day if it's going yeah. So on. I mean, yeah. it's a great deal. It's a great deal for you, not so much for me because I still have to pay. It's like seventy bucks, but include your dinner. Oh, that's a good deal. Like today, like, like today we had prime rib, Ooh. Uh, vegetables. They had a nice uh, sole piccata, um, and then they have uh, drinks and uh, sodas out on the golf course. So it's like a member guest. Yeah. With the coolers out there. So it's a fantastic deal. And then you're getting some of the raffles because you don't want to be the cheapskate who doesn't get in the raffles. Right, of course. So then you're getting all the raffles. Um, so it's a really nice day. We did that uh, when I worked at Agawam once a month on a Wednesday. We had a member three guest, they called it. So it's basically the same thing. Okay. Like one member would bring three guests. It was a, be- it was a better deal. And then they had, like you said, sodas and beers on the golf course, a dinner afterwards, or prizes and stuff. It was always a shotgun at like one o'clock. One yep, o'clock that's shotgun. what this is. Yeah. It's usually the third Saturday of the month, with the third exception Wednesday, of right? yeah. November. Uh, third Wednesday of the month, with the exception of uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, depending, so that it, they don't fall closer to the holiday. Like right, today, no, was, this month, it was early. But it's nice because it doesn't go against Mister Casciano's. Um, he can only play six times in season, but stag days don't count. So that gives him an extra six rounds. Gets him an extra six. And that's the only reason I play is so that I can play with him and Captain. Yeah, that makes sense. Who's the fourth unlucky guy that has to play? Uh, today we brought new Phil. Oh, new Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Old Phil. No, no good. No, nah, we don't so, new new Phil doesn't uh old Phil doesn't like the greens. They're too they're too difficult. They were they were stimping at uh eleven. Oh jeez. Oh yeah. This is the time of year, though, right? Where they get real, oh, real good, isn't oh, it? Oh, they get they they get real fast. They are hard. You hit the ball, you hit a wedge, and you're doomed. Oh, it's firm. Oh God, it's firm. It's well because you guys don't get all the rain, so they can control it now. Oh, totally. We 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 didn't get no rain, so they can yeah. totally. They can have it as firm or as soft as they want at this point. I hit this putt on on a little short par three, and. Yeah, I got a you know a twenty footer, but a typical Donald Ross where you like just pray that you can get down in two. So Rossini, Rossini and I agreed on the read, and it was a left to right, but then it was it was downhill. Yeah. So I got it right on the line, and I'm just waiting for it to go in because now it's breaking, it's breaking, it's going down the hill, going dying, dying, dying. Gonna go in the hole, lips go six feet past. Oh, and I'm like, isn't that the worst? You I'm like, I could it, not. Though, right? I you could give me a hundred more tries and I could not get it closer on that putt. And Unless luckily, it goes I made in. it coming yeah. back up. But oh, is these greens miserable? You got to know where to miss, pards. That's all. That's what Donald Russ is all about. You got to leave yourself the right putts. You always have to be uphill, pods. Always have to be. You'd up. rather have a twenty-five footer uphill than a four-footer downhill. You got it. You got to know. You got to know. That's he why. Certainly... That's why that practice round is so important, Bill. Oh, you're going to need like two years to figure this place out. I still haven't figured it out. That's or you just time. may be so naive where you don't even have the knowledge and you just go firing. That's true. The other thing, like I told Kurt too, I said, have you ever noticed you don't get close here? You like there's no, ta- you can't get a, you can't hit wedges close. It's just so, because di- they all roll off into the side. And I hit, I hit driver, driver nine iron. And I thought it was close. And Kurt gave me the golf clap. Well, then it rolls away from the hole. Oh, no. I have a 25-footer uphill. I three-putted for bogey. Oh, that's a bad feeling, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You get the golf clap and you make bogey? That's not good. I'm not a good putter. That could This could be bad for us. Yeah, this could be bad. Because even if I strike it well, my putting is so atrocious that it could be a real Well, you got to just got to – have you gotten that thing, that practice tool – no, that keeps your that keeps your alignment. I've noticed that's huge. Is just to keep it going straight back and straight through the alignment. Yeah, I might. Have yeah, because I notice a lot of times when I'm putting winter. bad, people say, "Oh, you pulled that. Oh, you pushed that. Oh, you pulled it." Like the good putters, they get it online. Yeah, you're gonna miss a few, but just the problem is, I miss like every six footer. I don't make any six eight footers. You know what I mean? I'm just a bad. Like I'll make some fifteen or twenty footers by luck once in a while. And inside of three feet, I'm pretty good. But those those four to ten footers, I never make them. Never. Just have the yips? <clears throat> I don't have the yips. I just never make them. I, it, it's not even like... 
don't know if I'm just I don't play enough. I have bad luck, but they always lip out or you just you know miss on the low side just barely. Even when you think you made it, you don't make it. I'd probably just suck. That's my biggest issue, I would say. So what? So you said uh, you had a Larry story, though. So it, it, it's 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 we're on seventy, and it's kind of like one of those skies. Okay. So I hit a drive, and I hit it, and I hit it good. And I said I I missed it as soon as I hit it. So everybody, nobody saw it. Not not one person saw it. So we go walk. I'm like, all right, let's just hope it's in the fairway. Nope. All right, I'll check right rough. You check left rough. So we're checking. So you hit it good, but you no one saw it. Nobody saw it's it. It's not like you duck hooked it or no, anything. no, no. It so felt you pretty should good. be within like either ten yards left of the fairway, ten yards right of the fairway. Right. Some of the, something like that. Okay. So we can't we can't find it. So we, I said, look, enough with the freaking searching. I'm like, it's a needle in the haystack. We're not finding this ball. I'm in my freaking pocket. Oh, he missed the tipping. Back out three. Oh, you're like 10 seconds ahead of me. That's not good. For those of you listening, Gary's watching the UConn-West Virginia game. Yes. It's a bad possession for UConn. Nine, Nine point blank shots I didn't make. So you 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 can't find it. Needle so in I'm haystack. like, all right, they, 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 let, let, enough with the cordial. You know, where do you think it is? Nobody knows where it is. Now we're just trying to find a needle in the haystack. I'm in my pocket. Let's go. So then eight's a little par three. We play that. We come to nine tee box. Rossini's Captain Bill's teeing off. He goes, all right, all hands on deck. Like, keep your eyes on the ball. So, oh, sure. Now that you're hitting, we all have to watch. But when I hit, <laughs> nobody gives a damn. <laughs> And Kurt was bent over laughing. Bill had to step off his tee shot. I'm sorry, Larry. I mean, <laughs> that's true, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> after you guys all screwed it up on yours, now everyone's got to pay attention. Now to we got to pay Bill. attention to his. Larry was not having any of that. No. <laughs> that ball was like $3.55. That comes right out of Larry's savings. Oh, and Larry still lives with Ma. He doesn't have that much money. No, not a lot of money. Larry doesn't play three dollar balls. So. Now is he playing the pinnacles or the range balls? Oh yeah, that was the, the waterlogged ball. ones that are like yeah. black on one side and white on the other, <laughs> just from the mud. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, Larry. Yeah. He has a point though. Rarely does Larry make a bad point. He's pretty. Larry uh, is on key. The problem is he's just too honest. Sometimes he just doesn't know where to stop, but he right. makes good points a lot. Yeah. Like right, you well, know, he'll walk up on he'll walk up on somebody's like in their cot in their cot. Oh, what are you looking at? Porn on your phone? Oops! Yeah, like just stuff like that. <laughs> Not good. Yeah, just sometimes you got to keep it to yourself. Larry. You got to keep it to yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, on that note, we should probably take our break here. What do you think? Uh, all right, that sounds good. King to see Our finest gifts we bring Can it be years from now perhaps we'll see our finest gifts we of glory. All right, we are back from break, episode number 401 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. And this week we are going to talk about our top five restaurants for Christmas Eve dinner. Is that correct? That's correct. So the top five places we would choose on Walt Disney World property to have a Christmas Eve dinner. So what I, I'm just curious, because you said you wanted to do Christmas Eve 
And then next week, we're going to talk about our top five places we'd have Christmas dinner. Correct. Now, I think I know. Okay. I, I mean, I do know. But for mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, for us, I think is a bigger deal. It is for me. Like, I feel like Christmas Eve is the is the night where you're looking. The f- food's more important on Christmas Eve than Christmas. Concord. With that? Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's kind of where we're coming from. People, you know, other people and, you know, different family traditions are going to have different feelings on it. But for our family and for my We threw down like, Christmas Eve, didn't Christmas we? Eve was always, like, gluttonous. And it was good food. And then Christmas was just like, you just get you know, the food's good, but it, the Christmas part was more important. But Christmas Eve, you just looked forward to that food all year, didn't you? Ah, uh, yeah, there. Yeah, in Connecticut, we did. But even still, like, even now, I still, like, I go, we have more of a food focus on Christmas Eve than on Christmas. So I think of Christmas Eve as more of, like, the food takes center stage. You're building the day up towards that big meal. Everyone's getting together at the end of the day. And then Christmas, you're kind of like, you got that hangover the next day, and you just kind of go through the day. You have an early dinner. But Christmas Eve, you're having like the 6, 7 o'clock dinner. And Christmas Day, you have the dinner at 2 o'clock, and it's different. It's, a, it's just a whole different vibe. Uh, yeah, yeah. So with that in mind, shall we start our lists? Yes. You want to start, or would you like me to start? Go ahead, Parts. All right. My number five, which you may be surprised at, and I'm a little surprised, but the main reason I'm saying this one is because of where it's located. Okay. The food is secondary, which just kind of goes completely opposite of what I was just saying. That's why it's number five. But if I am <clears throat> at Disney World at Christmas, I want to be in Wilderness Lodge. I think that's the best lobby, like Christmas lobby. Okay. For me. Okay. And even though the food isn't the best and it's not my favorite restaurant, Whispering Canyon is going to be my number five. Because of that, just because it's open to the lobby, you can kind of just take in the whole atmosphere of the whole resort while you're in there. So that that one's my number five. Again, the food's fine. It's not that bad. I didn't like the breakfast. The dinner was better when I went <coughs> this summer and I had the uh, the dinner there. It was I thought it was pretty good. But that's kind of taking a back seat. So that'll be the only one where the atmosphere is more important than the food. And that's why it's my number five. So, but I just love Wilderness Lodge at Christmas, especially. So I had to make my list. What do you have for number five, sir? (laughs) Just laughing. What do you have? Come on, let's go. Number five? Yes, number five. Are we on number five? We are. We are. Right, you, you ready for this? You ready I, for this I am one? Ready. Yep. Tep and Edo. Really? Yes. Why is that? I want to know. Uh, this is this surprises me. You know this 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 was a shocker. This was a shocker. You know why? You shocked yourself. I shocked myself. Oh, that's hard to do. Okay. I think it would be cool because you get to know all the people at your tables. Interesting. And you have the conversations, and I think it would be very festive on Christmas Eve. See, I don't, I, I, I can understand your point. I just couldn't picture myself having like teriyaki chicken and rice and all. Like it just doesn't fit the vibe. No, I, I, I want it to be a little out of the box because everything else is going to be, yep, 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 yep. And I just think, the few times I've been there, I've always talked to our neighbors, and I think it would be really cool just to. I get that aspect. Chat it up. That... But you're 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 not like me. You said that you hate talking on airplanes, and I'm just the opposite. I do. I hate. Yeah. I hate talking on airplanes. Yeah. That's good. I, I mean, I like, I like your reasoning. I just don't think I could eat like hibachi dinner for Christmas Eve. It would just hurt me because that's not the kind of food I'm looking forward to on Christmas Eve. Other than that, I get the point. I get what you're saying. The atmosphere is really good. It's different. It's festive. You get a big group. Either you have your own big group or you kind of integrate yourself into Mm -hmm. other people's groups and you just enjoy the time. I think for both of us, number five was more of an atmosphere thing. Yes, I I would guess we can agree on that. Would you like my number four? Mm Mm-hmm. 
We're going to Disney Springs. Ooh. And we're going to a place that you and I have been to together. And for me, it's all about homey, like comfort style. Yeah, Peter likes me to kill that place. Italian that place. food is Enzo's hideaway. I liked it a lot. When we went, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought the food was fantastic. I loved the atmosphere. It felt like just an old, and I mean, that's obviously what they were going for. It just feels like one of those Italian restaurants that's been there for 50, 60 years. It's never updated their decor since they've been open. Like a Twin Oaks style kind of place. But the food was solid. Big portions. You know, you think... I think of two things. If you tell me Christmas Eve food, I'm thinking Italian food and seafood. So you're going to see a little bit of a theme for me. Mm -hmm. So this one hits the Italian. I liked Enzo's Hideaway. I felt like the atmosphere was really good. It's that dark basement. You know, we were we hang out we hang out in garages on Christmas Eve, Bill. Me and you mm -hmm. drinking out of a keg. So being in like a hideaway basement is right at home for me on Christmas Eve. Oh, I agree with you. With some good Italian food, sign me up for that. That's my number four. Do you like that pick? Do you? Did I do. You, did you expect that one? Did that? It was on. It was on my list. It was on your radar. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It's on. A, yeah. It was. Uh. It was there. Okay. I was wondering if that would come quote, completely out of left field for you, or if you were almost. Nope. 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 The same that, page. It was definitely. Okay. What's your number four then? My number four is Hollywood Brown Derby. Ooh. I love now, the interior. See, now that and was. I think that that would be a perfect place on Christmas Eve with the dark woods and mm -hmm. all decorated for Christmas. Good food. That one is that was the first one off my list. That I think that's probably I put Enzo's. You put Hollywood. I bet we switched each other's sixes and fours. Because if we did a top six, Hollywood Brown Derby probably would have been my number six. For the same reasons, just the interior. Same reasons. Yeah, I love beautiful. The atmosphere Great. in there. It's nice. It just feels old school. Like. I like the older feel, I guess. Yeah, that. I do too. It's and the food's pretty good, uh, very good, obviously. But that the only reason I didn't put it is because that like California type food just isn't my my uh, what I think of when I think of Christmas Eve. Like I'll give you a spoiler alert: like California Grill is probably my favorite restaurant on property. It didn't make yep. this list because yep. it just doesn't feel like the no. kind of. The, the kind of food I want on Christmas Eve. No, it certainly doesn't. And I put and Brown Derby's closer to that than the type of food I like. But it's more homey than California Grill. California Grill is very upscale, very nouveau. But the Hollywood Brown Derby is more old school. So I can understand where it would make your list. It just barely, just barely missed the cut for me. So I definitely like that pick at number four. Good ball parts. Best swing of the day. Oh, by far the best one of the day. Are you ready for my number three? Number or do you three. have any other thoughts on Hollywood Brown Derby as far mm -hmm. as that goes? You, I mean, the Cobb salad, would that be still, would that be what you have to get? You oh, know, you yeah. start with it, right? That's the best yeah, thing you got. That's there. a great starter. It's a fantastic starter. All right. So moving along, my number three, like I said, it's all about seafood or Italian. I'm over at the boardwalk and I'm at Flying Fish for my number mm. three. Just a nice, fancy sit down. You could get the shrimp cocktail. You can get all different, you know, the fried fish or the nice, you know, whole like the menu is just obviously very centered around seafood. And that's kind of what I like. That's what I'm thinking of when I think of Christmas Eve. I like the seafood. You know, the Italians, they do the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Yes. And, and everything. So this kind of brings you brings you there. So that's You've why never I, been there, have you? I haven't. Oh, you guys so liked good. it, didn't oh, you? Oh, yeah. I loved it. Would that be a good place for Christmas Eve? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, Fantastic. because then yeah. you're at the boardwalk and you just, you know, you're, you're full and you just go walk around, get a cup of mm -hmm. hot chocolate or coffee and right, exactly. just stroll around the boardwalk. That's a perfect spot. Very nice. Yeah. I think that's a that's a place that... I would even try for the first time on Christmas Eve. Like if you you say that's our special meal for the trip, go all out, have the flying fish at Christmas Eve. Nice seven thirty reservation. You want it a little later, and then you get out of there nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. 
You want like the nice seven thirty reservation. A nice seven thirty reservation, yeah. You don't want to you don't want the five o'clock. You don't want the nine thirty. You want the seven thirty. That's the prime spot for Christmas Eve dinner, don't you think? I think that's a good time. Good spot. Good time, yeah. yeah. What do you have for your number three, sir? We're staying at Hollywood Studios. Oh, you going to Mama Mel 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 next? Oh, all day and twice on Sunday parts. Mama Melrose. That was close. I thought about it. It's again. It's the same thing. It's the interior. Perfect Christmas Eve, especially I know that the Christmas shops closed, but that whole area is just it reeks of Christmas. That Christmas shop closed? No, it says temporary closed. So I don't know if they just haven't reopened it or. Interesting. Uh, it's. It's perfect, isn't it? Yeah, I like that area of the park, and it's quiet. The restaurant's not quiet, but that area is quiet. Yeah, but you go in, and it's got that old feel again. The dark colors. You get a booth with the family, share some calamari, some fried calamari. You get the meatballs. You get the steak. You get the chicken parm. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a family. Yeah, like that's almost family. Like you get the stuff to share. Like, all right, you get the chicken parm, I'll get the steak, we'll share it all. You get a little bit of everything. It's nice. That would probably be the place that if if your parents and you guys and we were all the families were together and there was like 20 plus of us, and we got a couple of big booths, that's probably where I would want to go. I think that yeah, would be a everyone great would place like for it, yeah. all of us. Right, exactly. Because there's something on the menu for everybody. Because if it was just me and you, we'd go probably seafood high. Yeah, we're end. gonna go so, yeah, we're gonna, yeah. But if you get Frank involved and the kids and, you know, my sisters who are a little pickier, then you want to get something that everyone's really that yeah. everyone really likes. I think that's a perfect spot. I agree with that. That was almost on my list. I didn't include that because I had a very strong feeling you might include it on your list. Very nice. I can't. I love it. That's a great, a great call. Who would think that Hollywood Studios would have two would have in two. the top five? But At it is two, a very, more. very Christmas, Christmassy park. That's my favorite park at Christmas right yeah, now. Yeah, I know it is. I think the decorations are better in the, when you first walk in, and then you go, and yeah, the even even after taking away the Osborne lights, which was fantastic, obviously. Although I haven't been in a few years, so I don't know how if they've messed it up with all the Star Wars stuff and everything, but. The entrance of that park is just fantastic. It's got that like 1940s, 1950s Christmas vibe. Feels like like how It's a Wonderful Life would be when you go through the te- like the decorations and the music playing and everything. Yep. Are you ready for my number two? Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going to your in your neck of the woods. I'm at the Grand Floridian. I'm walking out onto the pier, and I'm at Narcusi. Narcusis. A little surf and turf on Christmas Eve. Does it get any better than that? Nice, quiet. Now, this is one where you're like, you think it's just a quiet Christmas Eve, just you and the wife. You want to go somewhere nice where you can sit down, relax, not too, not too hectic. You know you're going to have good food. It's a very different vibe than a lot of the other ones. But... Man, you just can get some good quality seafood. Nice little filet, a little surf and turf. I took it off my list because I'm a Narcusis homer, and that's still probably our favorite restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I could I could have it for Thanksgiving, Christmas, Christmas right. Eve, New Year's. So matter. I just I yeah. just said, you know what? Let me just take it off. Just take it off the list. But obviously you're right. not gonna you're not gonna give me any crap for putting it on my list. It's like it's like playing your kid. Your kid's the best player on the team, but you still right. look like a jerk playing them all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I just, I got to put them on the bench just to look halfway. <laughs> yeah. Look like you're not the, biased. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm not completely biased. I'm very biased, <laughs> but not so. Yeah. He's, Narcusis is sitting on the bench for this one. Sitting on the bench. Two fouls in the first half. He's got to sit out the rest How of the How beautiful half. is that restaurant, though? It's Isn't so it? Nice. It's just, it's just so, a... per- oh, it's just. And then you can go have like a cocktail beforehand in the lobby at the Grand Floridian, even though they don't have an orchestra playing anymore, which was the best part of the Christmas there. But uh, listen, mm-hmm. we won't digress too much. No, 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 no. We're in, we're... Is that even still the best resort at Christmas with what they've done? I think that they, I don't that I don't know. I, I, that it, I don't know. It was by far and away. I mean, they had a freaking orchestra playing beautiful Christmas music. They had their own CD. 
the, yeah. the Griff Lutie Society Orchestra Christmas season. And then in between sets, you had a piano piano player. Yeah. And they have the, the gingerbread, which is still there, obviously, because they can sell stuff out of that. And I'm sure it still looks fantastic, but like what do you walk in? It's just like music playing over the speakers. Uh, it's, it's frustrating still that they get rid of the orchestra. Regardless, still would be nice to go get a cocktail and sit in the lobby and mm-hmm. and take in all the Christmas decorations before your dining reservation. But that place, that, oh man, I used to go to their restaurants a lot. Oh yeah, just because you could hang out in the lobby and now yeah. you don't have much desire to hang out in the lobby. No, not really. You go check it out, you still like it, but it's not like, you're not spending hours there like you would just to hang out. I don't know. They're getting seven, eight hundred dollars a night, so I guess they're not. They're doing something right. Yeah, I look at the Grand Flirty. It's like a, it's like a uh, casino. It's like all you have to do is get me there, and then you can take my money easily. Right. But now I don't even go there anymore. Yeah, I just don't have the draw. See, once upon a time, oh, oh, six dollar hot chocolate, not a problem. Right. Uncle Frank, would you like one too? Okay. Anybody else want hot chocolates? But no, it's it's a casino. It was a moneymaker. You had to do was get me in the lobby, and I was handing you over my money. Everything. You'd go in all the shops, buy a shirt, buy a hat, whatever. Oh, I don't. Oh, oh, I need a new golf shirt. Like I need a hole in the wall. How much is this? One (laughs) hundred nine. It's good quality though. Parts. It's a good one. He he could wear that one. You could wear that out to dinner. It's not just a golf shirt. It's not just a golf. You wear it out to dinner. Oh, it's a great shirt. (laughs) How about this? Oh, this robe. Feel just feel it. I know it's $130, and you can't just, just, oh, doesn't that feel good? Yeah, let's get it. You want it? Oh, not a problem. Let's get it. I've never seen you wear a robe in your life, but it's because I don't have this robe. I don't have this robe. (laughs) Wouldn't that be great, walking around the lobby just in a robe and slippers? Cousin Eddie style. Oh, back in the day when you could smoke, just having a heater hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Pod, you want to grab me a Bud Light, please? I could see your old man doing that. Walking, I don't know if he was. He wasn't. He don't problem. I, no, he but I mean, I could see. I could see him with the heater in the lobby, like walking around. Oh yeah, the flip flops and the the four inch inseam bathing suit. Oh yeah, the that shoulders. was right, just the yeah. big riders. Yeah. <laughs> William just hanging out in the lobby, chain smoking. Oh, back in the day, parts that was a bit much better lobby. All that would oh, like yeah. just raise to the top, <laughs> right too. to the orchestra, right to <laughs> just a big old cloud of nicotine. <laughs> exactly. What's your number two, sir? My number two is over at Riviera Topolino's Terrace. Oh, that's interesting. I thought about it. And I was like, I don't know if I want to hang out at a new resort on Christmas Eve. Tell it me about is, your thoughts. It on is, this. from what I understand. A long, drawn-out meal. It, they oh, really? said it is just like being in Italy, where you just get appetizer and bread and soup and this, and you are there for a while. That's good. That's what you like. And that's my cup of tea there, Pods. I don't want you rushing me out. I don't need to go on Space Mountain. I'm here for the duration. I'm going to have a cup of coffee <laughs> yeah. after my meal. Meal's over. You're still sitting down for another 45 minutes. Oh, having that cup of coffee? Absolutely. Maybe a little bit of cheesecake, even though I hate desserts, because that's a good Christmas Eve dessert, is it not? Cheesecake's a good Christmas. I'm thinking at that place, like a tiramisu, though. Yeah. I I love tiramisu, especially like if you're having after a couple drinks, because there's a little bit of alcohol in the tiramisu, they they put the coffee liqueur in there. Because I don't like... I don't like to have sweets if I've been drinking. I follow you. And I like to drink on Christmas Eve, so I usually don't eat the cookies or the sweets. But like a little bit of tiramisu on Christmas Eve, I can I can get down with that. That's not Can you? Yeah, I can get down with that. Or a cheese plate. Like instead of the dessert, you get the cheese plate dessert. Hey, you and your cheese plates. It's, I love cheese. The cheese is good. I'd go there. I'd hang out. I just I didn't know just because the resort doesn't draw me. 
I don't love the high rise. You know, it does. It doesn't do much for me. But Peter likes meter. Just bought in there. Yeah, well, he he owns it every single DVC. That doesn't well, really true. mean much. He's got nine hundred thousand points on DVC. <laughs> it's ridiculous all the points he has. Uh, what what else? What else draws you? Just basically, just because the meal is I'm long you know what and it drawn is? out, I can't you... get in there. The place is always full, and I'm dying. Oh, is that right? You've been trying, oh, like you can't get a reservation there. It's I impossible. Didn't it's it was so popular. popular. Oh, okay. I mean, listen to their listen to this starters. They got escargots. Mm-hmm. That's a classic Italian Christmas Eve thing. That's one yeah. of the seven fishes. Escargots, actually, it's mm-hmm. pronounced escargot, but yes. um. Romaine insalata. Okay, it's nice and uh, salad. They have handcrafted pastas. We got a rigatoni, mm-hmm. and I've heard that braised chicken sujo, sugo, sujo, s u g o, wild mushrooms, parmesan. I heard that it is the best rigatoni people have had. Really? That's what I've heard. Lobster linguine. Ooh, that sounds <laughs> good for like Christmas. I would never order that at a restaurant, but on Christmas Eve, you Lobster. almost have to order that, don't you? Yeah. Like just to give, just like a little homage to to Uncle Glenn. Oh, lobster linguine, and then here we go. Seafood meats. We have classic sole. Mm. Um, they got a fish stew. Oh, that's red good. snapper, branzino, clams, mussels, fennel, and saffron. Uh, R O U I L L E. This is part Italian, part French, so. I have trouble with the spelling. We have a filet mignon. Mm-hmm. We have diver scallops. Sounds good. We have a French veal chop, and I've heard this is another go-to item. Veal chop. The that's veal another chop. thing I would never order normally, but that does sound pretty good. And then we have enhancements, a lobster tail and shrimp. Ooh, yeah, there you go. And then the desserts, we have a warm chocolate lava cake. Caramel Santa. Oh, oh. Oh, parts. Uh, I mean, again, it wasn't on my list, but it didn't take much to sell me. I'd go there, certainly. It's not cheap either, right? It's pretty. No, it's, is it's, it, it's, is it's it a signature? Expect- oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Well, they're not doing dining plans, so I don't know if it what it technically is, but I guess it would be considered a signature. Now, if you go up on Christmas Eve, this is your number two. Does that mean you would try to get a reservation there? That would be your second choice Um, if you go up Christmas Eve to have a meal? I would love to go there. Actually, what we're trying to Oh, interesting. I don't know if you want to give away or not, but go ahead. Yeah, actually, what we're trying to get a reservation is at Amare, which is at the new Swan Reserve. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. And I didn't even, I haven't heard about that. Oh, open their menu. Is that considered on property? The Swan Reserve? What is what's I don't even I've heard things about that, but what is it? Uh, it's a new hotel that they just built. Oh, okay. It's right next oh, it's to at the, the Swan um, and Dolphin. Yeah, it's right. It's right next to the golf course or the uh, miniature golf uh, course. It's not technically on property. No, then, not parts. technically. No, not technically parts, but. Let's see, I got this menu up here. Swan and Dolphin, Amare dinner. What do we have going on here as it's loading slowly? Hearth fired tiger prawns. Prawns fired with garlic, flat leaf parsley, flat leaf olive parsley. oil, and preserved lemon. Gotta go with that. It's a giant it? shrimp. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Little crostini, fried calamari, charred octopus, meatballs, mm-hmm. tomato braised lamb and beef meatballs with crispy potatoes, saffron aioli, and a roasted pine nut crumble. How good does that sound? So this is this is another Italian restaurant. Not that there's yeah. anything wrong with that, but yeah. So this is what you're looking at because yes, this sounds pretty fantastic. I mean, look at that sea bass. Sea bass. Ugh. Comprised of two fillets of sustainable striped sea bass steamed in parchment paper pouch with thyme, garlic, greens, tomatoes, heirloom potatoes, and finished with a rich white wine sauce. That sounds pretty good. Grilled mahi-mahi, olive mm-hmm. oil, lemon, parsley, Tuscan kale, cauliflower, 
Fregola Sarda, Spanish. Was it Spanish Cape Promotion as well? We got a even that Citron chicken. I always say I don't like chicken, but I would love to get it at a nice restaurant. Does sound good with gnocchi. Oh, brown butter, brown butter, gnocchi, roasted pearl onions, carrots. Does sound good. How about that? Tonarelli Olivon, whatever that is, Vognoli. House made Tanarelli pasta with steamed baby clams, roasted tomato sauce, Calabrian chili, and guanciale, which yep. is uh, like a bacon on crack. Apparently, guanciale is like the greatest like bacon you'll ever taste in your life. Besteca al Fiorentina, grilled and roasted Angus beef porterhouse served with pearl onion, carrot, rosemary, potato medley. And a red wine sauce. It sounds mm-hmm. good. Place sounds pretty good. I gotta say. And I, I watched a YouTube on the flatbreads too. The flatbreads, nice. That, that could be, be an appetizer. That could be that an appetizer. That wouldn't be a bad app, would it? Yeah. The soap. Little margarita flatbread. Oh, I don't know. The soap rosetta sounds good. You got some filthy deli meat on there with red onion, mozzarella, San Marzano tomatoes. Come on. Gee, oh. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty good. Not your number one. We're just off on a tangent here, so that's not your number one. You're telling me it would it would it would have been in, but I really don't know anything about it. So, well, why let that us? Why let that stop us now? That is true. It's never stopped us before. <clears throat> well, my number one may come as no surprise. I'm over at the Swan and Dolphin, and I am at Il Molino, and I'm bellying up to the best Italian food on property. Wow. Even though I haven't had it, I'm convinced it's the best Italian food on the Wow. That just screams Christmas Eve dinner, doesn't it? Yeah. You get the big old chicken parm. You get a side of pasta. They t- when, they t- when you try to order a side of pasta and they tell you it's enough to share or you shouldn't order it because it's so much, that's the place I want to be on Christmas Eve. Everyone orders their own thing. You get a couple sides. Everyone shares it. You get a couple bites of the chicken parm. You get some steak. You get some penne vodka. You get some bolognese sauce. Can't really go wrong with that, can you? No. Doesn't doesn't that seem like the perfect, like, four, five, eight people meal? Mm -hmm. Like, everyone, you share a little bit. You get a bunch of appetizers. You get the arancinis. You get the calamari. You get some shrimp cocktail. A little bit of everything. Go all out. Try basically you get to try everything on their menu if you play your cards right. You're dying to hit this place. <clears throat> aren't dying you? to hit that place up. That would be a good place for Christmas Eve, don't you think? I mean, obviously yeah. I do. It's my number one. I don't know if it I don't know if we have the same number one or not, but it's it sounds like it's pretty good. Do we have the same number one, sir? Well, it it's it's interesting because I always do you remember Christmas Eve? Did you guys always stay in? Yeah, for the most part. Oh yeah, because we used to take Frank and Hilda to Esquinos. Okay, over in East Providence, and there was nothing worse than going out on Christmas Eve when you're a kid because you just wanted to. You were ready, right? You were prepping. you were ready, you, and that you, stupid you, formal dinner that took forever drove you nuts. Right, you wanted to be home. You wanted to get to bed so Santa Claus could come. Yeah, right. The whole right. Night. Yes. So there was nothing worse as a kid than to have a long, drawn-out meal. And now as an adult, there's nothing better. Nothing better. Than having a long, drawn-out meal. So we are staying at the Swan and Dolphin. Okay. But we're going across the bridge to probably my still and still the heavyweight champion of the world. We're talking about Shula's Steakhouse. I mean, a steakhouse on Christmas Eve is not a bad option. No. Because on Christmas Eve, you order that $68... Prime uh, ribeye, you're gonna get the forty three dollar lobster tail add on on Christmas Eve. Oh, because it's Christmas Eve, you gotta have the lobster tail, right? right? Mm -hmm. You get the onion soup. Even that's not a Christmas Eve thing, but I just love onion soup. Like you order the onion soup, you get a couple appetizers, a couple sides to share. Perfectly cooked steak, little lobster tail, some shrimp cocktail. Even though we've had bad luck with shrimp cocktail at that restaurant, we still well. I wouldn't say we. Oh, as a group, I'm saying. Correct. Yeah, as a group. We've been we... in the presence of some people that have trouble with the shrimp cocktail. They had trouble with the shrimp. And they weren't even prawns. They were just regular shrimp. Shrimp cocktail, yeah. They were big, though. Yeah, well, they were. Enough to uh, clog an esophagus, at least. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wide enough around in diameter. 
Hey, can we borrow your tablecloth real quick? Throw over <laughs> porterhouses. I still, still the first I was like pulling my food away. <laughs> my first instinct was to pull my plate closer to me. Not whether him. or not he's going to make it. I had pretty good confidence he was going to make it. I, I don't think know. he was getting that up on his own though. Did you? Well, no, but we had we had trained professionals at the table. Well, <laughs> not not us. We happened to have a trained professional at the table, so. I was pretty... <laughs> I was pretty confident in that. That's still one of the most awkward things. People didn't know what to do. Should they no. clap? Like it... <laughs> No one clapped because he was at the table. If he could come from another table... Would you have clapped? I think people would have. Like if someone at another table was choking, as Schaefer went over there and helped oh, the person okay. out, it would have been a big you know, a big thing. But because it was our own table... Clap. Oh, I see. You know what I'm saying? Like it didn't really cause a big scene because it was at our own table. <laughs> It was a little bit of a scene. Were you embarrassed? I was like in shock. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I still like remember the like, waiter came over. Oh, are you okay? Yeah, I just need another rum and coke. I think he did order another one, right? Yeah, right away. He needed another rum and coke. I'm okay. I just need a rum and coke. Can we get you oh, anything, sir? Yeah, another rum and coke. Okay, great. When if you just get so sloshy, you forget how to chew? <laughs> well, that could be part of it. I think about not that, and it, not because of that, but I think about that sometimes. Like, if you're just like you order like McDonald's drive through and you're just sitting in your car by yourself eating, like, what if I choke to death? I've what, wondered, I, I've wondered that too. Would that be the worst way to die if you like choke on a chicken and McNugget in your all own by car, yourself? All by yourself. Do you ever think about that? That's messing me up because now I'm going to get all messed up and I'm going to end up like, but do you ever think of that when you're alone? All the time, I think. Do about you really? It. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm eat, I eat by myself a lot. Yeah, like, well, not a lot. I'm usually around somebody, but like, uh, often enough where I'm like in my car, or I just grab something quick and I'm just eating. It'd be even worse, like if I'm down in the basement having some chips, some Doritos at night, watching TV, and I just never go up to bed. Come down in the morning, I'm just dead on the couch, <laughs> choked on a Cool Ranch Dorito. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're depressing me because that'd be a bad way to go, wouldn't it? How do you write that obituary for the Providence Journal? I mean, it's so it's so bad because I'm a hypochondriac, as you know. So like two years ago, you know, I got a Kristen. Oh, did you hear that so and so died in their sleep? I don't tell me. And then she's going up to Rhode Island two days after that. Oh, right. So you're by yourself. So like, there's nothing worse. It's it's worse enough falling, you know, dying in your sleep. Right. But then for somebody not to find you for four days. Right. Exactly. You know what happens with my dog? Like I almost want to have like a, a text alert, like you know, like a wake up call at nine nine in the morning if you don't <laughs> like hear if from you, me. Like if you haven't if you haven't checked your Gmail in like twenty four hours, then we should yeah. send the authorities yeah. over. Oh, or something. I'm, a, I'm a miserable hypochondriac. I think of the worst case of the worst case. Yeah, <laughs> you're not a hypochondriac, and you're not really a no. big worrier, are you? No, I'm not. I don't worry about. It. I think about it once in a while, though. But the whole stupid choking thing. I'm like, oh, that would be bad. That would be bad if that happened. That's usually what I think. And then I just keep scarfing down as much. Don't you remember, though, did, like, do your kid, have your kids ever choked? A couple times, yeah. Because I remember a lot as, a as a kid, kid, as a kid, why does that happen? You just don't know what you're doing? I guess. Or you put too much and you try to swallow it all at once. Because and... I remember the, a few times. I mean, it was no big deal. I coughed it up or whatever. But right. it happened a few times as a kid. But Yeah, it's. I mean, choking is a serious, obviously, you know, we're joking about it, but like for, especially for kids, like younger kids, it's a serious thing. You got to be careful. Like even now, if the girls are eating, I won't leave them by themselves. I I do worry about that. Like, cause if, if they choke and they don't know and they panic or something, you know, I want to be there to be able to help like myself. I, I feel like I can get myself out of a situation pretty good, but I don't know. I mean, you also don't realize until it's too i i don't know i probably should be talking about this but no because you're not gonna have doritos now tonight are you no i'm not gonna have doritos tonight i'm not gonna eat by myself i mean you're better off probably just eating ice cream now the rest of your life don't you I think do like ice cream it's hard to choke or just, on ice we'll cream. do smoothies you want to just go on a nice smoothie <laughs> just diet? a liquid diet <laughs> <laughs> how come you're drinking so many smoothies i'm afraid of choking oh okay Oh, uh, you, you see, you just messed me up. I hadn't thought about that. Then you got to talk about the shrimp cocktail at Shula's. Well, you brought up Shula's. It's your fault. How can now you that... not think of that? Every time you think of Shula's, that's all I could think about. 
That would be a great shirt, wouldn't it? In a Zazzle shop. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> oh, come on. Be creative. We could come up with a really messed up shirt, don't you think? Oh, like one of those shirts? Like, I went I went to dinner and all I got was this half shoe piece of shrimp on my forehead. <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> I almost died at Shoeless. I survived Shoeless. <laughs> I survived Shoeless Steakhouse. There's just a piece of shrimp on the bottom. <laughs> oh, it's like the humonga cowabunga. And you just have a, a shrimp cut. Half bit shrimp. Just the tail piece hanging there. <laughs> Come to Shula's. The shrimp is to die for. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You gotta stop. That's that's not that's car. That's bad karma, isn't it? I wonder if you li- if you ever listened to the show or like. I don't oh, think I you would know how to download it. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> oh, it was early on. It was like the first one too. Because oh, I know. Eating it, we kept staring at him. <laughs> like you okay. gotta be able to get to sundown parts. <laughs> that was the first freaking shrimp. Just a bad start. It's like when you're on the first tee, you top and the you first it... drive. You're like, oh, this is gonna be a long day. You choke on your first bite of shrimp, but this isn't gonna be a good meal, is it? <laughs> we're messed up. The funniest part is there's only one person that's gonna laugh at what we're talking about right now. And it's Doug the person will. who is at the table. Oh, that's true. Doug gets it. He knows the story, but that's the most messed up thing. Because you're right. If Schaefer didn't go, he'd be dead. You think so? No, uh, waiters are all, they're all trained. Would we, we wouldn't even have known enough to get the waiter's attention. We just would have been sitting there. Joe, you all right? You all right, Joe? He's just like, this. well, didn't he give the sign? Wasn't that the thing? Like, he kind of stood up. Well, no, because he was like, Mike could tell he was choking. And then Mike said, do you need me? And he was like, yeah, like this. Then he did. We he did call him over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're all worried that because they probably wouldn't have brought us out a new steak. Do you think? Oh, I think they might. Have. They would they have. Would've. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I got like I got bile on my steak, and you fire me a new one. Yeah, I think they probably would have brought out a new one. <laughs> In our first reaction, would be like the guys like, "Oh, thank God I'm alive, dude! Look what you just did to my steak! This is like sixty three dollars steak." <laughs> I only had one bite. I barely Look cut into you. it. You want to share your porthouse? Give me that little piece of filet. You'd be like, up yours. <laughs> the guy just left with the flashlight. I barely cut into it. <laughs> he hadn't shut the flashlight up yet. I got bile. Yeah, we just want to check to make sure that you're happy with the way it's prepared. <laughs> <laughs> He moves over to you, and what the hell's going on here? Uh, that would be a good shirt. Come to Shula. <laughs> Shrimp is to die for. <laughs> would you wear that shirt to the parks? Yeah, would you? Probably. <laughs> I survived Shula's steak <laughs> People would look at you like, what the hell does that mean? That's fantastic. I survived survived Shula's Steakhouse. It's got got like a football on there with like a shrimp piece of shrimp hanging off of it. Oh, Oh, man. Should we take our second break? I think we got... yeah. You have anything else you want to say about Shula's? I think we pretty much covered it there, huh? Mm, we covered quite a bit. Covered quite a bit. All right, we'll be right back.
right, we are back from break. You just got through listening to episode number 401 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. We talked about our top five restaurants that we would like to go to on Christmas Eve. And I think we uh, we covered the gamut there, especially at the end. I may have lost Mike here. Thank you. Oh, there he is. He's just back in the chair. Yeah. I couldn't see it. You were, oh, you, were you, you can't. You play Mannheim Steamroll as part of it. I'm just. That's a good song, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's so good. I remember. That's like the one, not the one thing, but going over to your your parents' house at Christmas time, I always remember your mom had the Mannheim Steamroller playing on the Bose speakers. Yep. Uh, yep. Always. Yep. Always upstairs. You sit on the couch and she had it playing at Christmas time. Oh, I love Mannheim Steamroller. It's good stuff. It's good so stuff. good. It's like a little heavy, but it's still, it's got the bells and it gets you in the spirit, but it's kind of like you can kind of rock out to a little bit. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. Definitely good stuff. Any final thoughts? What what do we have for honorable mention? I know we kind of touched on it a little bit on our list. You said Enzo's was on your short list. Yep. What else? Anything else? Um, Artist Point. Yeah, see, I when was you, thinking of that yeah, because you know, I was thinking I'm not they're not thrilled. doing characters right now. Probably, I'm not so. thrilled with the put a little prime rib on on, on Christmas Eve and that vast atmosphere yeah. and that beautiful resort. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah, because I was even thinking, I'm like, where would I want to be on Christmas Eve? And I was like, well, Magic Kingdom's great, but there's no good restaurants. <laughs> the food there. sucks, right? Nothing there. I'm thinking like Epcot. Maybe like Rose and Crown would be a cool place to hang out on Christmas Eve night, like at the bar almost, and just yeah. like have a few beers, listen to the piano, but not really for the meal. Well, Cellier wouldn't be bad on Christmas Eve. Nice, dark, dark, cold. Yeah, that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the ba- it's a, it's in a basement, pretty right. damn close to being in that garage that you talked about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're trying to just recreate that garage. All we need is a keg of Miller Lite and and some shrimp cocktail, and we're good to go. But yeah, because I'm trying. Ones... What what else? What else do you have? I had like I I was between like Blue Zoo and Flying Fish because they're both like a upscale Blue Zoo's seafood restaurant. Real good yeah. one. And then uh, any of any Italian restaurant could be on there. But yeah, because you know, I had Tudo. I had Tudo Italia. I think Tudo yeah. Italia is a great. But there's just so many like that. Plus the uh, the one on Boardwalk, right? Oh, the El Forno one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be up there. And Yeah, I didn't have any steakhouses. Like, you had Shula's. Like, Yachtsman would be fine. Would be great on a Christmas Eve for, like, if you want, if you're in the mood for a steak. I just don't think of steak. Right. That's Christmas Eve. Not that I wouldn't enjoy it. I just, that's not where my mind was at. I'm thinking seafood. I'm thinking Italian. So, I kind of kept it in that reign. In that realm, I should say, for me. So, it's even, like, Boathouse would be great. Yep. If you're looking for a boathouse, I was certainly looking at a couple of places at the Springs, Paddlefish or whatever it's called now, maybe. But I haven't heard great things about that. The Fult used to be Fulton's. Is it Paddlefish now? Oh, uh, Paddlefish. Called? Yeah, it used to be yeah. Fulton's Crab House. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What else at the Springs would be good? SDK is a no. Wine Bar George would probably be pretty good. We were actually looking at that, yeah. I don't know about the atmosphere necessarily, but the food looks pretty solid for a nice Haleo. dinner. Oh, yeah, that's oh. a little outside the box. Yep. That would be good. That'd Haleo, be I think, would be a good option. A bunch of small the, plates. That has the tapas. So you get to try a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's yep. a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I didn't think of that. That'd be a good one. You know what else wouldn't be terrible either because it's another dark Twin Oaks-looking restaurant mm. over at... Um, over at, uh, what am I thinking of? Saratoga. Oh, the Turf Club. Yeah, I that was I was thinking of that, but I don't know enough about it. That yeah, was... I ate there. I thought it was good. Kristen and I both liked our meal there. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good places, especially for what we like on Christmas Eve. You know, like and like we said, next week we're going to talk about top five for Christmas, which is going to be a very different list. I don't I think, think there'll I... be much crossover at all. I have a few in mind. I got to narrow my list down, but it's it's not not going to be any dupl- duplicates for me for sure. I would say that. Anything else you want to talk about? Or should we wrap it up here? We can wrap things up here, bro. 
All right. Well, you know where you can find us online at WDWBTG, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our website, WDWBTG.com. Our YouTube page, YouTube.com. Search for WDW Beyond the Gates. Subscribe to us wherever you download podcasts. Leave us reviews, comments, all that good stuff. We do like seeing that. And I, I don't think there's anything else. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Did I forget anything? I don't think so. You mentioned our uh, YouTube, YouTube channel. That. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it for episode number 401 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. For my co-host, Mike, my name is Gary. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. Why? Because we like you. M-O-R.